Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James. Hello, if you're watching us on YouTube. I want to chat today about the early release of superannuation in light of the COVID crisis and the provisions that have, that have been put in place. Now, there's a couple of things I want to do in today's episode. I want to talk about the eligibility. I want to do a practical example. So, if you are watching on YouTube, I'm going to screen share my own MyGov account and show you how that actually works. I'm going to read some good stuff from the Facebook group because there's a lot of fun stuff in there. And then I'm going to talk about moving money out of super because a lot of people have said, oh, should I just move the money out and buy shares with it? So, we'll cover that as well. So, let's just talk about the eligibility as a recap. Basically, and this is the crazy thing, when the government first announced this, I said that it would be pretty loose, like without seeing any of the requirements or the criteria, I said it would be pretty loose because I just can't see it being governed tightly. And there was a couple of trolls on LinkedIn, you know who you are, I hope you're watching, shout out, that was, you know, having a bit of a dig at me for saying it's pretty loose. Now, I still think the criteria is pretty loose, but you can judge for yourself whether it's loose or not. No sweat off my nose. Now, the criteria. If you're a permanent resident or a citizen of Australia and New Zealand, and I'm reading straight off the ATO website, to be eligible for the release of super, a citizen or permanent resident of Australia and New Zealand must be in one of the following circumstances. You're unemployed. You're eligible to receive one of the following. Job seeker payment, youth allowance for job seekers, unless you're undertaking full-time study or are a new apprentice, parenting payment, you're on a special benefit, you're on a farm household allowance, or after the 1st of January this year, 2020, you were made redundant, your working hours were reduced by 20% or more, or including to zero, or if you're a sole trader and your business was suspended or there was a reduction in turnover of 20% or more. Now, I won't get into the the temporary residence too much, but you must hold a student visa that you have held for 12 months or more and you're unable to uh, to meet your immediate living expenses. You're a temporary skilled work visa holder and still unemployed, but unable to meet immediate living expenses. So, basically, there are a couple of things for temporary residents. Now, part of the rules were to be able to access up to $20,000 tax-free from your super account. Now, you could do $10,000 between when this was announced and the 30th of June, and then another $10,000 from the 1st of July to the 24th of September. Now, you can only put in one application in each of those windows. So, you can do up to $20,000, which means up 
to two lots of $10,000. So if you put an application in tomorrow, because at the time of recording, it is before the 30th of June, and you said, I'll just take $5,000 out of my super because I've met the conditions, you can't then change your mind and say, I need that other $5,000, okay? So that's important to know. So that's basically the eligibility. And again, they've just cast a big net. We just wanna help as many people, let them use their own money to get by, because in an emergency, in a crisis, there's just no time for the government to have consultations with industry and do all these fun work groups uh, and you know focus groups and working groups and all that. They've just had to make the call. Right or wrong, history will be the judge whether the government did the right thing in this area. History will be the judge whether you've done the right thing in taking money out to buy a bloody Harley Davidson or to literally put food on your table. History will be the judge of everything and everyone. So I think that's pretty broad. If you're unemployed, if your hours have been reduced by 20% or more or down to zero, or if you're a sole trader and your turnover in the business has been reduced by 20% or less. So. I think that's pretty loose. So, it's, you know, we can uh, we can get into the, the definition of the wording, but I'm a pretty loose guy. Okay, geez, back off. No, joking. So let's let's now have a look at a practical example, and I'm going to open my own MyGov account. So I've just sent the the code through. Eight four, six, seven, one, four was the code that they sent me by SMS. I think it's a good time if you don't have a MyGov account set up and a lot of people still don't. Set it up, have a look in there. It's it's pretty cool, all the stuff they got in there. So as you can see on the main screen, there's a section coronavirus release. So I've just clicked that. It basically goes, it steps you through the maximums you can get on the first screen. So then I'll click apply. Now I can make a declaration. I'm an Australian or New Zealand citizen. Now, and this is the this is the self kind of declaration. I know for a fact there have been people who have logged in and have not had reduced hours, who are still employed, who do not meet the definition and have made a self declaration that is not true and got their money out. Now, that is against the rules of this system. We do not know if there will be an autopsy in a year's time to actually make you prove it. So, I would be very, very, very sure that you do meet the definition and you can prove it to the ATO because I, for one, don't want to be messing around with the ATO. So I've ticked the, I've read the eligibility criteria and there there is a, a link so you can recheck that. I've ticked that my contact details are up to date. I've ticked that I've not made any other applications in this financial year under the coronavirus early release of super scheme. I tick that I can, I understand that I can only submit one application per financial year, even if I request request or receive less than 10,000. So that's important. If you are in severe financial hardship, you just need to make sure that, you know, this first 10 grand bite of the cherry, that you're not going to, like if you genuinely need the money to survive, you've only got one bite of that cherry. And then I've checked, my fund will allow an early release of super, check your fund's website for more information and the current, so I've checked the current balance of my super account. So if you've got, 
eight grand in your super account, you obviously can't put in that I want to take 10,000 out. I'll click next. And as you can see, this is, it's pretty fast. And it's really great that we live in a, a time where everything's electronic and everything speaks to, uh, to each other online. So then we can go in and this is what I was saying before. Note, you should retain all documents supporting your eligibility as you may be required to provide this information to the ATO in the future, okay? So, yes, it is loose in terms of the criteria. Yes, you can just log in and do it. But the question is, will the ATO go back and do an audit and will you get fined for accessing your superannuation when you are not actually eligible if, for example, you can't prove to them that you met the criteria? So... It's got all the, um, there's sole trader stuff. There's, I've been made redundant. I'm eligible for government benefits. So I'm just going to click unemployed Then I'll click next. And then you'll see here that it's got my superannuation account. The balance is not reported. I'm not sure why. And then my release amount, I'll just put in eight. I'll just put a dollar in just in case I accidentally do it. Oh, yeah, and then I can put my um, account name, my BSB, my account number. So, we know and then we. I'm not going to put that in. Then you click next. So, realistically, within probably two minutes, you can apply. And within four days, four or five days, that money will be in your account. Now, the money comes into your account tax-free. So, you can withdraw the money from your superannuation account tax-free. This podcast episode, it's not actually, I'm not really talking about, is it the best time to withdraw money out of markets if they've reduced or not? I just want to have a look under the hood of what the process that's involved, the criteria. You can answer for yourself whether you should or you shouldn't. I don't know everybody's situation and we will have some fun in a moment because I'm going to read some of the comments in the Facebook group. So, there you go. Pretty straightforward. I won't click next because I don't want to actually take money out of my super. Now, let's now move to some things. So, I put it up in the Facebook group. If you did take money out of your super, what did you do with it and why? And I asked if you were planning to and if you were planning to get more out of super. So, and I'll put a thing in there. If you don't want me to say your first name, let me know. I think everyone's cool. So, again, I'm not really going to judge because, and this is the thing, like I was thinking last night, if I was in a situation where I had loan repayments, I had rent to pay, I had kids to feed and I had no income coming in, that is a very, very, very scary situation. And you would be forgiven if it kept you up at night worrying about this because- this is a horrendous time in life, okay? So, I totally get that there is financial stress. And if you did not have a job and you thought, well, I think I probably could just get by on taking eight grand out of my super, but I wanted to do 10 grand just so I had that safety buffer in my life so I can get a better night's sleep. I mean, I'm never going to judge, okay? History will be the judge of whether we made the right choice or not. I can't tell you whether you've made the right choice or not because I don't know your personal situation. But I just want to say upon reflecting, if I was put in that position in my own life, it's bloody scary. So, let's just move on. So, Greg says, 
He took it out. It's in his offset waiting for a purchase of a second investment property. Uh, he's looking to get another 10 grand out. Daniel said it's in his emergency fund. It will either go back into super or go to work toward a first home depending on work and the cost of rent versus owning in the next six to 18 months. And again, if I comment on any of this, it's it's not saying it's good or bad. I'm just having a bit of a read here. And I think that's important. Like if you did take the 10 grand out or if you did take the 20 grand out and you got through and you go, well, I didn't need that money. I think there's a strong case to say, well, I'm just going to now put it back into super or I'm going to not just spend it on consumer items, okay? Because it's just actually a waste of money because, and this is the whole thing, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that's for my life. That's been kind of this governing theme in my life over the last couple of years that I've really learned that just because I can doesn't mean that I should. And I would actually also challenge you if you are, if you have got, so let's, Put aside if you're completely unemployed and you've completely lost your income. So, if you work at a cafe and they've shut that, there's a cafe around the corner from me, uh, Two Birds. I go there most morning. Well, yeah, basically most mornings for breakfast. They've just decided this time we're having a break. We're just shutting. Okay. So, the employees of that business, there was a time where they were completely without income. So, let's put aside the people who are completely without income. And now that the the job keeper and the job seeker type stuff, that start to come in a little bit. So let's just, if you've got no money, we'll keep you aside, but let's talk to the people who have had maybe their income just reduced by 20% or their hours reduced, okay? I would challenge you, yes, you are eligible to take this money down, but can you think of a couple of other options that you can do in your own life and use the super money as a last resort, okay? Because it is invested and it is growing. And you've just always got to remember my actions today, am I doing myself of 30 years a favor, okay? Samantha asks, I withdrew as all income has gone to zero and wanted a, uh, she wanted a buffer in her life. I intend to do this only to be alone and she'll put it back within one year. Stephen says, I work with a guy who took it out and bought a Harley with it which is interesting because I read further that I don't even think he's got his bike license yet. Jessica says uh, she took 10 grand out to put towards her first home deposit and she will then continue to cash flow money back into super. It's interesting to know, I think, and don't crucify me for this, but I think in New Zealand, there are circumstances where you can take money out of super to put towards a first home purchase. Again, don't crucify me if I'm not above uh, the laws and legislations in another country or in this country to be to be uh, to be real with you. Yeah, Haley says trying to decide to take it out and to buy shares with it to save for retirement, and we'll get back to that because that's a very there's been a lot of questions about that. Steph says she took ten grand out, paid off three k worth of credit card debt, and now she's debt free. And the rest is in her emergency fund. Once I'm back working on a full salary, uh, she'll salary sacrifice as much as she can to top up her super. And I think that's really, the more we have these discussions, we know that if we take, well, for example, if we invested 20 grand today in 30 years, it could be worth 200 grand. It could be worth 100 grand. It could be whatever the investment timeline is. So, we know that 
money compounds. So, as long as we know that it could be if I take it out and pay down 10 grand worth of debt, that 10 grand worth of debt, I could be theoretically using 100 grand to pay that 10 grand worth of debt down if I don't top that investment back up. Kalisha said she isn't doing it and a good friend has applied for 10 grand this financial year and said she'll be doing it for the next financial year for a home deposit. Ivy says took out 10K towards a home deposit. That's a common theme here, isn't it? Timothy says basically a cash wash. I've calculated I'd have about seven grand left to hit the uh, concessional contribution cap. So basically the law says that you could put a personal contribution into super and claim that on tax, but you can only do that including your superannuation guarantee of $25,000 a year, okay? So if your employer put $10,000 a year into super via your normal super contributions, you've got an extra you've got an extra $15,000 a year that you could put in with your own money and claim as a personal tax um, contribution. So you'd claim it on your own tax return. So if your tax rate outside of super is 30%, that money going into super would be taxed at 15%. So the question is on that 15 grand a year in your life, do you want to pay 30% tax or 25% tax, whatever your tax rate is out of super, or do you want to pay 15% tax? Now the ATO put a couple of things on social media um, saying that they recommend against this loophole. So I'll be very, very cautious about doing a strategy like that because they know, the government know that, you know, there are consequences from these things. And if they want to allocate resources to audit this uh, once we're back to normal next year, uh, they will. So I'd be very careful if you want to get cute and pull money out of super when you're technically not eligible because it's just an online declaration to buy a freaking Harley motorbike with that money. I mean, you're running a gauntlet there. Uh, So there's a heap of stuff in the Facebook group. There's just, so yeah, so there was one other thing Quinn um, made the question. She's confused because she's seen that there was some comments on people saying that it was illegal. Now, ordinarily to take money out of super Uh, before preservation age and before you meet a condition of release is against the law. And the ATO particularly uh, get onto the self-managed super fund trustees because if you've got a self-managed super fund, you might see your, I'll make a number up, $100,000 in your online banking, which could be the super fund account, which you could accidentally withdraw out. So, or on purpose, take money out of your self-managed super fund and buy a Harley with it. Now, they're really cracking down on that ordinarily. But as it stands at the moment, if you meet the definition and you are unemployed and you want to take $10,000 out of super, you can actually spend it on whatever you want. Now, I'm not saying what you should spend the money on, but just from a clinical thing, if you took $20,000 out of your super because you're unemployed and purchased a heap of Donald Trump, Keep America Great 2020 hats and gave them to everybody, you would not get fined from the ATO because that's after the fact. You've met the definition, you've taken the money out, spend it how you wish, people. 
So, we've got to be very clear on that. So, heaps of stuff in here. It's a lot of fun to read some of the comments. I mean, there was, there was stuff in there where people overheard people using the money for elective cosmetic surgery. I mean, it's just a wild ride, but we know that the window closes in September. So, from a public policy point of view, it's just in the peak of the coronavirus, they've just said, hey, maybe you can't get on JobKeeper or Seeker or whatever the eager is, but you need some money. You can get the money out of your own super. So, let's now move on and just chat about when people say, should I take 20 grand out of my super? and then invest it in shares. Now, it's important to note that your superannuation is invested in shares. You've basically got a share account, but it's wrapped in a tax structure, which is a concessionally taxed environment to be there for the long term. Okay. So, we know tax in superannuation is 15%. So, if your super grew $10,000, you might get $1,500 worth of tax taken out. If you had an investment in your own name and the money grew $10,000 and your tax rate in your own name was 20%, you would get $2,000 tax taken. So, I can't speak for other people because again, I don't know your circumstance, but I personally, if I met the definition to release my super, I would not just be taking it out and putting it in an investment account in my own name because I know that the tax environment in my own name is higher than the tax environment in super. So, over the long term, I would probably be paying more tax with that money. So, that's why I would be keeping my money in super. I just wouldn't be moving it from my super share account which everyone's got, into a share account in my own name because it actually doesn't make sense in my point of view. I mean, if it makes sense for you, maybe, but I just think you just need to understand how superannuation is an investment structure that's got some really good tax concessions because also once you get over age 60 at the moment, and move your super account to retirement phase or into a pension account, the tax rate reduces to zero. So, do you want to be growing money in your own name? So, then when you're 60, you've got this big whopping amount of money that's generating 50 grand a year. That 50 grand a year will be taxed, okay? But if it's in super in pension phase, producing 50 grand a year, it's tax-free. So, I mean, there's a lot of discussions that could be had with this, but (laughs) I just think you need to understand, basically speaking, if you wanted to take 20 grand out of super to invest it in shares in your own name uh, for retirement, it just, for me, doesn't make any sense because you're just changing to a, a less effective tax structure. So, we might leave it there. It's been a really cool chat. If you've got any other questions or comments on this topic, jump in the Facebook group. And remember, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.
Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food. Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.